everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of Under Further Review with Burke and Jen. I'm Burke. I'm Jen. Um, and happy to be back with you after a week off. Um, Genevieve was scoping out an escape to Canada. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, while we've been gone, uh, there have just been a lot more men uh, getting in trouble or at least being called out for their... Um, Seeing it's bad behavior, I don't think it was nearly far enough. They're appalling, disgusting criminal behavior. Yes. Um, so the first, we've got kind of two big segments today. The first one is going to cover um, some of the new revelations that have gone on over the past couple of weeks. Um, the first of which relates to Danny Masterson, who I think is still best known for his role as Hyde on that 70s show. Um, I actually think we talked about an allegation of rape against him in an earlier episode um, but that story kind of went nowhere until this week, um, when it's been disclosed, um, or reported on HuffPost by, I believe it was Yassar Ali, um, who's done a lot of work on Harvey Weinstein related stories, um, that there have, are four women who have accused Danny Masterson of rape, um, and no action has been taken either by the... LA district attorney's office, I guess at this point, um, or Netflix, his current employer, um, which will become more, I guess, relevant or questionable, uh, when we get into our discussion about Kevin Spacey mm -hmm. and all the trouble he has found himself in over the past couple weeks. So with respect to Danny Masterson, um, he is a member of the Church of Scientology. Apparently, at least two of the women who have accused him of rape were also members of the Church of Scientology and may have made their initial complaints within the church. Um, there is, I want to say we've discussed Scientology on the uh, podcast before. Maybe, I think that someone was threatening to sue Leah Remini, who also factors into this story. Um <laughs> The very small Scientology world. Yeah. Um, so the apparently going to outside law enforcement um, for an issue happening within the church is considered a suppressive act, um, which is frowned upon. Very bad in the Scientology world. Um, so it's unclear what sort of happened with those particular complaints, but at least one woman has um, made her allegations to the LAPD. Um, there is a uh, investigation or a criminal prosecution that's currently under consideration at the Los Angeles Dis District Attorney's Office, but it seems to have stalled for no particular reason, um, in spite of the fact that anonymous sources have reported that there is overwhelming, quote-unquote, overwhelming evidence against Masterson, including audio tapes, emails sent to and from Scientology offices at the time the alleged rapes happened, forensic computer evidence, and even a handwritten threatening letter that Masterson sent to one of his alleged victims. Um, there's The reporters who have looked into this can find no reason why the um, prosecution has not moved forward, um, except, I suppose, for... Um, there's a potential fear of what the Church of Scientology might do. It's disturbing to me that, like, the L.A. District Attorney's Office, which seems to be a pretty powerful actor, would be afraid of the Church of Scientology. Scientology yes. Um, now, Leah Remini, uh, she has she was a former member of the Church of Scientology. She had, had maybe still has, a show on, I think it's A&E, um, basically trying to pull the lid off of the Scientology... Uh, racket for lack of a better term um 
And she apparently interviewed, I keep saying apparently, she interviewed two of the women who have accused Masterson of rape, um, was asked by the DA's office not to air those interviews until after a decision had been made about whether to charge Masterson. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. So um, it seems pretty questionable. It's been months since these charges were filed. Um, again, multiple accusers. Allegedly, they've got uh, a good bank of evidence to use against him. So it seems odd to me that they've decided not to move forward. And yeah. it's not like he's so famous that they would be afraid of that. I just not yeah. that that's how justice should be meted out in this country, but um, but certainly those sorts of things sort of come into play when you have this like lengthy delay between when yeah. the LAPD started investigating, which was in late 2016, mm-hmm. and um, you know moving into like wrapping up their investigation in like early spring of 2017, and it's now November. And the DA's office hasn't done anything. I was going to make a joke about, like, it's not like Cy Vance runs this office or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it is odd that there's nothing that's happening, either, like, charges being dismissed or, like, moving forward with the prosecution. It's just, like, in this limbo phase. And you're right. I can't really imagine that any sort of governmental agency would be so afraid of the repercussions of the Church of Scientology, like... Yeah, I mean, they came after the IRS, and the IRS hasn't collapsed, so, you know. um, I can't be, honestly, I just can't be afraid of a man who looks like a captain of a cruise ship. Like Who could also fit in your pocket, yes. That's the other part of it, but it's just, yeah, I don't. So one of the things um, that happened, so a woman filed charges initially, like, in 2004 after an incident in 2003, Mm -hmm. and in this uh, HuffPost, post article um the scientology intervened and submitted over 50 affidavits from scientologists who denied the woman's account i mean it's i mean i know they are like their concerted activity is pretty hardcore yeah the story um if people have not watched already you should definitely watch the documentary going clear it's fascinating Mm -hmm. um but the story of what they did to actress um nazanin I have no, I can't remember. Bonani, I think was her last name. I'd have to double check it. I actually was just watching a film with her in it last night. Um, But, you know, they sent her off to, so this was the woman who they set up with Tom Cruise and apparently was displeasing to Tom Cruise. So then they basically treated her like a prisoner and sent her off to Florida to, Mm -hmm. like, clean toilets with a toothbrush. Yeah, Um, I do remember that part. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that if they view Masterson as like an important member of their church, uh, that they would circle the wagons to try to protect him, um, since they do seem to really place a big value on celebrities. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's the, so yeah, the whole the whole thing just I think it raises more questions than we have answers to right now. Um, but he's been a long I mean, I guess at least since the early two thousands, a long time member of the church as is or was Laura Prepon, who was also on that 70s show and oh. dated his brother. Oh. For those of you who are <laughs> that 70s show uh, trivia enthusiasts. So, um, Danny Masterson is also represented by Marty Singer, or Martin Singer. Right, who, who is representing Brent Ratner. Yes, <laughs> leading us... Brett or Brent? Brett. Brett, okay. <laughs> leading us into sort of the second piece of... Um, 
like the trifecta of horrible men this week. Um, so he has been accused of sexual assault and sexual harassment by various women, um, including Natasha Henstridge, uh, Olivia Munn, and a number of other women whose names just aren't coming to mind right now. But he is actually um, filing a libel suit against, uh, I can't remember her name, for but a reporter, right, who wrote an article about um, an experience that she had. Is that the... That sounds right. Um, he has taken, so in spite of the fact that, I mean, the, I want to say the LA Times had accounts of, mm -hmm. I mean, dozens of women, the two who were most prominently featured were Natasha Henstridge and Olivia Munn, likely because they are the most famous of his alleged victims, mm -hmm. um, but it, again, it's kind of similar to what came out with Harvey Weinstein. It's story after story where all of the details are sort of broadly the same. So it sounds like, although Brett Ratner, just some of the creepy shit he said to Olivia Munn was like found deeply disturbing. Although <laughs> I guess the comments are probably not nearly as awful as the uh, physical assaults that he asserted on people yeah. <laughs> or committed against people. Um yeah, so he is suing Melanie Kohler, who directed, or excuse me, who um, has alleged that the director, Brett Ratner, um, forced himself on her and preyed on her because she was drinking. He filed a law, the lawsuit in Hawaii federal court, um, denied the allegations, saying they were deliberately false and malicious um, because she made them in a Facebook post. Um, mm -hmm. and claimed that it was a libel per se. Um, yes, because she called him a rapist. Right, because she, and because she made the statements with knowledge that it was false, malicious, and with the intent to harm his reputation and standing. Although, I feel like even before this all came out, aside from his dating of Serena Williams for quite some time, he always had a reputation for being a creep. Yes, um, he was very... Uh, he boasted about um, palling around with, is it Peter Evans, the... Robert Evans. Robert Evans. Peter yeah. Evans. <laughs> yeah, Robert Evans, the uh, Hollywood producer that you know, was sort of legendary in those circles for being a womanizer and right. like, sort of having a larger-than-life lifestyle. Um, and he, I think I first heard about this when he made some really nasty comments about Olivia Munn, um, about how he, when he dated her... Her name, she was going by Lisa, which I think is actually her birth name, and that she wasn't Asian back then. I'm not really sure what that means, but it just sounded awkward and weird and inappropriate. Turns out, he never dated Olivia Munn. He made up all of these stories, and she, um, I think this was part of his abuse of her, was that he went around telling everybody that they had this consensual mm -hmm. relationship when, in fact, in fact he you know, accosted her, said awful things about her, would harass her verbally at uh, meetings when he would see her out places. Um, and I think eventually he apologized for some of the stuff he said about her, but never copped to making up um, lies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that's... Then I, I was actually, before we started recording, I was saying to Genevieve I felt terrible because I... Uh, 
really believed that Olivia Munn dated Brett Ratner, and turns out that was just a big, big lie. So, Um, The reason why why the libel suit was filed in Hawaii is because Ms. Kohler is a resident of Hawaii. Okay. Uh, That was one of the questions that I had. Uh, So Warner Brothers has essentially um, has not renewed his contract with them. Um, And so he was signed on to direct the Goldfinch. The... Oh wow, the Ansel Elgort vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, but the, that deal expires in a couple of months, and and obviously there's been no like huge movement on that. So I don't think that that's going to be going forward with Brett Ratner at the helm of that. Um, and not to get off the like legal topic, but that doesn't seem like the type of movie he would direct. Like he's known for the um, yeah, just like the Rush Hour films is mm-hmm. where he's really famous for. And then did he, or am I getting him confused with another alleged sexual predator, Brian Singer, did he do one of the X-Men movies? Mm, you might be getting him confused with another, uh, I don't know, nope, take that back, uh, X-Men The Last Stand. That's Brett Ratner. Okay. Yeah. That's not the one that Olivia Munn starred in, though. I don't know. There's no, been, she was in Apocalypse. There's okay. been so many that I just get confused now. I know, I try to be an X-Men completist, but uh, <laughs> there are a lot, and some of them are not very good, so. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so, yes, yeah, so then that sort of leads us into our last person. Probably the, well, I don't want to put judgment values on uh, the suffering that these victims have gone through, but it does seem like Kevin Spacey's situation is the worst. Um, so late, I think it was last Sunday night, um, a story broke on BuzzFeed uh, that actor Anthony Rapp, who I know most famously as a supporting character in the movie School Ties from <laughs> the early 90s, but is probably most famous for um, originating, I guess is the right term, the uh, the character Mark in Rent on Broadway. Mm, yes. um, he... He did an interview with a BuzzFeed reporter in which he said that Kevin Spacey tried to, or did, sexually assault him when he was 14. Um, I guess it depends on, I'll be honest, I'm not sure what exactly, like, where the line goes from attempted sexual assault to actual sexual assault. Um, So the incident happened um, in the, I guess, late 80s. Kevin Spacey was 26, Anthony Rapp was 14. Both of them were starring on, in Broadway plays, um... Kevin Spacey met Anthony Rapp, invited him to a party at his apartment where there were a bunch of people there. Um, Anthony Rapp, I guess, kind of wandered off and um, ended up in Kevin Spacey's bedroom. He then realized that, like, nobody else was at the party anymore and got up to leave. Kevin Spacey blocked him into the room, um, then kind of threw him down on the bed and laid on top of him. Um, Anthony Rapp was able to kind of squirm out from under him and get out of the apartment. Um, and that was as as far as it went. Kevin Spacey, Anthony Rapp then, you know, I guess didn't really know what to do as a 14-year-old, which is totally understandable. Yes, totally valid. Um, so he, you know, talked about he, didn't re- he never really worked with him, but he would see him at things like the Tony Awards and, um, you know, Kevin Spacey's star obviously rose after age 26. Um, and he always felt terrible, but didn't know what to do about it because this guy was such a big star. And my understanding is, is that he did tell people about the incident right. just leaving out Kevin Spacey's name. So. Yeah. So in the BuzzFeed article, which seems to be sort of the convention now with a lot of these stories, is that they'll 
you know, detail an allegation that the uh, the victim is sharing and then follow up by saying, like, we talked to X, Y, and Z people who said that he told all of them mm-hmm. this, you know, at the time that it happened. Sort of for the idea that, like, your contemporaneous, um, like, utterances yeah. or your memories of things that are, or your conveying of that information at the time that was happening is somehow really significant because these aren't memories that you're bringing up 30 years later. Right. It's, yeah. And especially because this is basically 32 years after the fact. Anthony Rapp's, I think, 46 years old now. Um, So he, uh, according to Anthony Rapp, he felt after all these women came out and spoke out about Harvey Weinstein um, and James Toback, he really felt like he was uh, compelled by the bravery of those women to speak out about Kevin Spacey. Yes, he needed to me too as well. Um, Which is great that he had the courage to speak out after all these years about such an awful thing happening to him. Kevin Spacey, then, Uh. so he clearly knew that this was coming, which isn't surprising because presumably BuzzFeed reached out to him for comment as part of the story. So I I recall I was reading the story off of my Twitter feed last um, Sunday night, and then as soon as I got done with the BuzzFeed story... I saw Kevin Spacey's response, which was basically, I don't remember it happening. I was too but if drunk. It did, I was too drunk. It was just a terrible thing. Like, child molestation, not something you can mm-hmm. just say, like, well, I was drunk. Sorry it happened. Um, and then he used this occasion to come out uh, about his quote-unquote choice to live as a gay... Actually, that's not an actual quote. But he did say he was choosing now to live as a gay man, um, which not really... a choice but i guess now is not the time to talk about if you choose to be gay or not uh, i think okay i'm not defending kevin spacey because the fact that he chose well, this opportunity yeah. to make it about himself is just beyond reprehensible but i think the i think the what he was trying to say is that he has always known that he was bisexual and now he is choosing to embrace like being a gay man as opposed to being bisexual. I think that's at least what I got from that. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, it still doesn't make it right. <laughs> not the appropriate time no. to uh, come out after years and years of speculation about his sexuality. He made jokes about coming out at the Tonys this year. Um, but also, you know, I, it seemed like a lot of people um, in the out in the world, um, particularly in the entertainment world, were particularly upset because this kind of continues the stereotype the very false stereotype yes. tying homosexuality particularly gay men to being sexual predators yeah well, and pedophiles yeah. yeah um so things have only gotten worse for kevin spacey since then um it seemed like the worst thing that was going to happen to him was like the public shaming aspect of it um but no uh, at this point, people, I, I've lost count of the number of people who have come out and accused him of um, yes. sexual assault. Or sexual harassment. Harassment includes, um, I think it's Henry Dreyfus, son of Richard Dreyfus, who says that Kevin Spacey groped him when he was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of staffers on House of Cards, his television show, which has now been uh, stalled. Uh, they stopped production on it. So Netflix at first said they weren't going to be doing anything past the season. It turns out they were never going to be doing any seasons past the season. Then, so that story broke. Then they put production on hold um, because of the allegations about him committing sexual harassment against people who work on staff. But apparently they've known about that since like 2012. Oh, 
Um, Yay for them. Uh, because Bo Williman, who, um, I think it's how you pronounce his last name, he is the, was the showrunner the first year, came out and explained that he had no idea that any of these allegations had been made against Kevin Spacey. No one ever told him. Um, and Netflix, I think, admitted that nobody ever told him that they kind of nipped it in the bud and tried to move on, which is coming back to haunt them now. Um, Kevin Spacey. So anyway, they put the production on hold. I think now have they officially fired him? Yes, I believe so. Um, so he and they, uh, they ended their relationship with him, um, connected to his movie about Gore Vidal. So that's not happening anymore. He's been fired by his publicist and his agent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's, there's, I'm probably missing something, but so this goes back to your original point, which is Danny Masterson right. has not been fired by Netflix for his um, his show or in his show. Right. The, even though there is a criminal proceeding pending against him, mm-hmm. um, he currently sh- is uh, starring on the TV show The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher, also mm-hmm. from that 70s mm-hmm. show. Um, but yeah, Netflix has given a pretty wishy-washy statement about how, you know, we're aware of what's going on. We haven't made any decisions yet. They were very quick, I think, appropriately to cut ties with Kevin Spacey after the sort of avalanche of accusations came out against him. But, but it also feels like too little too late. They knew he was harassing well, people okay. on set. Yeah, so that's very, very troubling Excuse for me. me that they've known for five years that he was harassing people on set. And there are an avalanche of allegations against him. I should probably check that 2012 date because that seems early. Um, there are many, many people who've come out and um, alleged that these things happened yet none of them are in the criminal proceedings process, right? Right. Whereas Danny Masterson, there was actually an investigation done by the LAPD, and it's with the district attorney's office, and yet he still is on a terrible sitcom, right? Produced by Netflix. Yes. So that's just, that's very troubling to me. That just seems like um, inconsistent application of whatever standards or ethics that are, that exist at Netflix. Right, and, like, I guess, you know, are they, um, no, it is 2012. I didn't realize the show has been on Netflix for that long. Um, okay. Shouldn't have doubted myself. (laughs) Um, I guess you've got the question, like, there's, Netflix had a much deeper business relationship with Kevin Spacey, so did they think that by carrying on with that, it was more, like, detrimental to worse, yeah, yeah, than just, like, some random actor on a TV show. That no one really talks about. Right, but at the same time, like, then who gives a shit? Just fire him. Exactly. So, um... I'm pretty sure that the show The Ranch doesn't hinge on Danny Masterson's participation. Like, he's not not. the main draw to people... Like no, I would think it would people be who watch that show. Ashton Kutcher or Elisha Cuthbert, who I believe is the female lead. Oh. Which is an appropriate use of the word female, unlike Cam Newton. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it is an, an adjective. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell is going to happen to Kevin Spacey. I, I, I don't know if any of the charges that have been made against him, and I don't mean charges in the legal sense necessarily mm-hmm. can actually be acted upon by law enforcement because it seems like they happened at least some of the more public ones happened a very long time ago but uh yes so i don't know i thought there were some states in the country i don't know that new york or california are maybe california might be one of them but i think like pedophilia 
like there's no statute of limitations on that perhaps and i know in some states they are trying to eliminate the statute of limitations on Um, rape rape. Mm -hmm. but i don't at least the reports that i've seen none of the allegations against kevin spacey rise to that level so Um, there are um there are the old Vic in England, because he mm-hmm. was the creative director at the old Vic for right. several years. So they are actually investigating, and I think the Metropolitan Police are getting involved in that. So there might oh. be some criminal charges against Kevin Spacey coming out of England, which might be interesting. Um, I think he also had an Emmy, some creative Emmy, revoked. Not that that's all that important, but it just seems like there are more. Yeah more things piling on so this was one of the things that i've been actually thinking about for the last several days and um i'm going to share them with you now but so you know how in our line of business if we were taking away someone's job or suspending them or demoting them like we owe them a process right right? we need to provide them notice and an opportunity Mm -hmm. to be heard it's due process under the law and that attaches to some to some like rights that you have and Mm -hmm. in public for public employment, public employment is is a right, ostensibly, according to some decisions. Yeah, and I guess depending on whether you're represented by a union or not, there's an obligation to put you through a discipline process unless you've done something really yes. horrible. Um, so you know, and that's contrary to like the private sector where you're you're employed mm-hmm. at will and um, you can be dismissed for any reason so long as it's not an illegal reason. And here we have people like Kevin Spacey um, and uh, Harvey Weinstein who've been stripped of like many awards and like participation in um, like not not societies but like the academy and, and yeah. things like that. And obviously those don't require any sort of like due process hearings unless it's written into their bylaws or sure. something. That's probably the only like source of any process which a person can appeal being kicked out in. And obviously, unless, you know, unless you're saying that 250 plus women are wrong or however many people are coming Mm -hmm. out and making allegations against Kevin Spacey, you know, the avalanche of allegations, even if one person's story is true and, you know, and all the rest aren't, you know, that is still reason enough to kick someone out or take away, like, awards. I just, it's just interesting that it's, I know they're not they're not owed any sort of trial or a public hearing, but it is interesting that it is just the court of public opinion that is controlling all of this now. Yeah, I think, at least in the cases of Weinstein and Kevin Spacey, though, neither neither one of them have denied That's doing true. what they did. Yes. I mean, now, excuse me, Harvey Weinstein has denied it in some cases. He's denied the rape allegations that have been made against mm-hmm. him, but he hasn't denied this more harassment, yeah. assault um, uh, allegations that have been made against him, and you know, I, I guess I'm part of me has felt always felt uncomfortable with acknowledging that like these issues kind of fall on a spectrum, and you know, igno- I mean, people who have been sexually harassed or assaulted are traumatized and they suffer, but mm-hmm. like it's not at, it's judged under our laws and probably appropriately like not as bad as rape. So um, for him to have you know, said, like, the kind of worst allegations are not things that he's actually done, but the, like, less bad things he's sort of copped to. Mm-hmm. Similarly, Kevin Spacey, I don't think he's made any public statements since his coming out slash apologizing to Anthony Rapp for being offended, which is what it seems to have kind of amounted to. Um, 
didn't deny that he did it. He just said, if, if I did it, like O.J. Simpson, um, I was drunk and it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as opposed to Brett Ratner, who is vociferously denying that he's done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And Danny Masterson, my recollection was that when the story first came out, you know, earlier this year, he denied any wrongdoing. Um, I don't think he's issued a public response to this most recent set of allegations. But I'm, I wonder, a lot of people with the Kevin Spacey statement made hay out of the fact that he didn't say he didn't do it. Um, and so I don't know if that's something that kind of justifies the actions that have been taken against him and Harvey Weinstein because they've admitted, at least in part, some of their wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just something that I've been, like, pondering over the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, because it does seem like Kevin Spacey went from being, I mean, within a week, this mm-hmm. was last Sunday, he went yeah. from being a, we are recording on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went from being one of the world's most respected actors with, you know, some dirty secrets that were whispered about behind yes. the scenes. The telephone stealing in Hyde Park or whatever. Or is it Central Park? I think it was Hyde Park. Okay. Um, to, you know, being a pariah. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, so Kevin Spacey was my mother's favorite actor. Oh. I don't know. I mean, he's a good actor, but she loved him. And I was sort of morbidly joking with a friend of mine. My mom passed away uh, years ago. And I did say, of all the horrible things that have happened in 2017, <laughs> this is the thing I am happiest <laughs> that she is not alive to see because it would have just devastated her because she loved him very much. Oh. But, uh I know, yeah. Wah, wah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so just to follow up, uh, so British police are investigating allegations of sexual mm-hmm. assault. Um, so in 2008, a young man was sexually assaulted by, he claims, Kevin Spacey while they were working together at the Old Vic. Um, at the time, the man was 23. He was invited to Kevin Spacey's home where they shared a drink Um and allegedly, oh, did he built Cosby him. I Kevin Spacey oh. allegedly abused him after he passed out. Yep, oh, that's not good. No, so that's those are the allegations that the Metropolitan Police are looking into in London. So, yeah, that's not good. No, and it's just, I mean, the fact that like this stuff has gone on in both Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein's cases for decades mm-hmm. and nobody felt like they could come they could come forward oh, and speak up or if they did they weren't everybody thought they were lying or just told them to shut up and go away or like they would never be heard from again not because right. they were you know being yeah. killed they and got disappeared. Pigs, yeah. but no just because you know it's people who want to be actors or you know want to yeah. work in quote-unquote the industry and if you know nowhere if their career goes nowhere um there is another actress who uh with an update on Harvey Weinstein, he has been accused of at least two ca- uh, incidents of rape against actress Paz de, Hu- de La Huerta, um, who was, I think, most famous for Boardwalk Empire. Um, and then her career seemed to have kind of stalled out, and a lot of stories that have come out since the rape allegations came out um, have noted that it seems like there are a lot of actresses who had an, a bad encounter with Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein, um, which I know is uh, really probably minimizing the incidents, but then they were sort of, I guess you put it, never heard from again. Um, and, you know, kind of, uh, is there, this seems to be a common denominator tying their stalled careers together is that Harvey abused them and then 
thrown into the wolves. I'm in no way trying to victim blame uh, in the situation, <laughs> no. but I when you when we're talking about Paz de la yeah. Huerta, I remember that she actually did get into a little bit of trouble, like because oh. she was. Um, she was arrested in New York for assault and criminal possession of a weapon um, after she punched and then smashed glass into the leg of a uh, oh, reality yeah, TV star. I remember this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know, like chicken and egg, like you know, right. whether or not that was a reaction to the fact that her career yeah. did stall, or that was a reason for the career stall. But anyways, I just wanted to. I was just like something. She did something bad to someone, and that was. And I don't know that she had been in, and I did not watch Boardwalk Empire, so I have no way to comment on her acting ability. Um, but uh, it's it does seem like the, the the avalanche continues for Harvey Weinstein, who apparently went to a week long rehab, and <laughs> he's feeling better, guys. So laughable. So, so at least go for thirty days if you want me to really yeah. believe that you've been through some kind of treatment. <laughs> And apparently the stories have come out that, like, he wouldn't engage yes. in any of the, the sessions they were doing to, like, rehabilitate him. Oh, yeah. That's just it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, I guess the sort of, well, I don't know that it's good news. It's good news for victims everywhere. Um, the NYPD is investigating um, Posdale Huerta's claims, um, rape claims, because the statute of limitations has not run out. Oh. I think the... Um, I want to say the year she said at least one of them occurred was in 2010. And usually, I think even in states that have statutes of limitations they're, on rape claims, they're pretty long. Yeah. So it can be like 20 years, mm-hmm. which is, you know, unsatisfying for folks who, you know, maybe there was DNA evidence and we didn't have the technology to test it until after the statute of limitations ran. Yeah. But um, in this case, it's plenty sufficient to um, let the investigation go forward. So, yes. So, uh, you know, stay tuned, I guess, for any updates on those. Um, So for our second main story for today is, actually, it's more of an update on Ezekiel Elliott. It's not even, we've talked about Ezekiel Elliott plenty on this podcast, but literally I feel like I'm being whipsawed between, like, what's happening. He's either suspended or not suspended, suspended or not suspended. So just for a really quick recap on um, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he was alleged to have engaged in assaulting um, his girlfriend at the time and then a woman at a Mardi Gras parade. Um, This doesn't involve his, the boob grab at St. Patrick's Day. Oh, sorry. That's what I was thinking. The boob grab at St. Patrick's Day. I couldn't remember if it was St. Patrick's Day or Mardi Gras because they're kind of same. Yes, it can be around the same time frame. And not to belittle it, it was a sexual assault if he groped her. Yes. Uh, without her consent. Yes. <laughs> um, so the NFL took a very long time to uh, render the investigative decision and then his ultimate six-game suspension for violating uh, NFL rules. He was suspended by the league on August 11th, and um, he appealed the suspension, and a preliminary injunction was issued on September 8th, so he actually was able to play. Um, the... Injunction was lifted on October 12th, um, and then it was refiled because he originally filed in federal court in Texas, and one of the reasons why they um, said, no, it doesn't work is because you're not in the right district. So it was refiled in New York, in was it the Southern District of mm-hmm. New York? Um, 
based in Manhattan, White Plains. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, visiting judge at the time said, I don't want to render a decision on the merits. This isn't my case. This isn't, I'm like just here hanging out, like keeping the seat warm yeah. <laughs> until Judge Fela, Fela uh, came back. So he issued, the judge, the visiting judge issued a temporary restraining order, at least like pending uh, when Judge Fela was coming back. Judge Fela came back, and she issued a decision to deny the injunction. So suspension back on. <laughs> that, then they appealed again. <laughs> then they appealed again, and uh, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals um, is going to hear the case. But they, in the meanwhile, have issued an administrative stay pending the arguments and their decision. Yeah. So suspension off for now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Denny Chin, Judge of the Second Circuit. <laughs> Hey, Judge Chen. Yeah. Remember how you found in the Tom Brady case. Just keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> was he the one? He, I think he wrote the opinion. Okay. It's a little scathing. So, um, so anyways, the, so they're waiting for uh, the Second Circuit, a, a panel of three judges, to make a decision on the appeal. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to catch you off guard, and I haven't actually looked. Do they do it de novo, or do they? Is it an abuse of discretion standard? I could probably look while you're thinking about it, but I just don't. I want to say it's. I'm assuming it's de novo, a because of the level of court it is, but also, I want. I don't think that my recollection of the Deflategate issue was not that they found that. Um, the, the district court judge abused his discretion. I think they reviewed it and said, like, this is, you have to uphold the, um, on the merits of the case, they needed to uphold the arbitration decision. So I did a really, really quick Google search. And am I completely is, wrong? No, it is de novo. Okay. <laughs> so de novo just means that they take a look, like a brand new, fresh look at right. everything, um, as opposed to an abuse of discretion, which means that a judge or a court looks to see whether or not the... They apply the law wrong, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to cut you no, off there. No, that's okay. Um, and usually it's a lot harder to get a... I think it's typically believed to be a lot harder to get a decision overturned on an abuse of discretion Correct. standard than on a de novo Correct. review. Um, so, apparently... Shit, I have to find a new word. <laughs> um, Elliot's attorneys want to settle. Yes. Um, whether Zeke does is unclear. He has said, I'm not taking six games. That's He's right. never said, I'm not taking any suspension. But He says that it's like, it's for him, it's bigger than football because it's his reputation. I'm well, like, except didn't he admit that he grabbed the woman? Yeah, I'm like, maybe stop grabbing people's yeah, boobs without their consent. He's is saying, like, I'm not an abuser, except you are. You admitted <laughs> that you groped a woman without her consent. Like, that's abuse. Maybe... Maybe he draws a line between, like, I beat up my girlfriend versus I grabbed a lady when I was shit-faced on St. Patrick's Day. I I guess that's a, it's a odd line to draw, but whatever. Um, but he, the, the NFLPA, so the union and the league, do not appear interested in settling, um, which is a... I'm not sure how that works with as between the NFL, PA, and their individual players. I know that in our line of work, mm-hmm. um, I've encountered cases where 
the like the individual employee would the want grievant. to settle yeah. the grievant or the pe- person who's being disciplined. So I guess they're the grievant when you're having a fight over it. They want to settle, but the union views it as setting bad precedent if they mm-hmm. settle. So the union will not settle. And if you can't get the union to settle, then settling with the individual employee is not worth yeah. much. Um, not to the employer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure if that's how the relationship between the NFLPA and its I think that's pretty typical, so it wouldn't surprise me if um, the that's why the NFLPA is maybe balking at this. Um, but it also kind of seems that Ezekiel Elliott is balking at this as well. That's it's true. Really, just as attorneys who have this interest and attorneys, you know, we're risk we're supposed to be risk averse people, <laughs> um, so they probably see what's happened with like Ray Rice. Adrian Peterson, Tom Brady, and mm-hmm. know this is, it's unlikely this is going to go well, so mm-hmm. let's try yeah. and settle it, get a, you know, get if them to cut the three suspension. three games or four games or something, just so that there's certainty for both sides, as right. opposed to going to this, you have no idea of really what the Second Circuit's going to do. I mean, I guess you have a little bit of an idea. Right, although, I mean, the facts here might be sufficiently different that they would find, you know, hold... Yeah, I don't Definitely. know. I don't know. Um, I mean, with the Deflategate matter, there was no criminal aspect to it, and it does seem like a lot of the defense of Zeke here is that there was a criminal investigation, mm-hmm. and they didn't press charges, so he sh- why is he being held responsible by the league for something that the police decided he didn't do? You know, there's different standards of proof. Mm-hmm. There's a different, you know, the, the NFL could say, like, the fact that you put yourself in a position to be accused of something like this mm-hmm. is enough. Mm-hmm. And six games seems like a lot if that's the rationale and they don't have proof that he actually did this. But, um, but well, would they have proof? I guess, is this entirely based, this is Taylor's suspension, is it entirely based on beating up his, allegedly beating up his girlfriend, or does it involve the groping sexual assault allegations from St. Patrick's Day. I think that they were, I think it was originally confined to the allegations um, related to the girlfriend because the St. Patrick's Day thing came like six to eight months later. So I think that it was, I don't know if it was a situation where it's, it's showing a pattern of behavior and even though we're not necessarily using this as part of our findings, it's, further illustration of this is the way this person behaves. Um, At least that's what I can recall. I haven't read the investigative report in a while because I was kind of hoping to put Ezekiel Elliott behind me. Yes, I feel like it should be done by now. Um, Mm -hmm. But fun fact, uh, as of today, it looks like Dallas is on its way to beating Kansas City, meaning that it is going to be one game out of the wild card position. Now, they are pretty far behind... um, the oh and um just winning their division right there i i want to say i was literally just looking at this um they are four games behind but they've had their bye week already in philadelphia philadelphia's got a game in hand no they have a game in hand oh over over philadelphia philly's eight and one they're four and three um and so they are as i said a game behind it looks like Carolina, but they've got the same number of losses. Carolina, likewise, has not had its bye week yet. So Dallas should be 5-3 and three within the next 10 minutes. And um, Carolina is 6-3. and three. So I guess their question is, I know this has nothing to do with like the law, but 
would Zeke have been better off serving it in the beginning? In the beginning, absolutely. Um, yeah, because now he could be they could lose him for six games. Will count? Will he be out of playoff games? Like, how does this? So are they going to do like the Major League Baseball and suspend somebody for being um, a giant racist next season? Next year. Um, so I did read an article that said that I think the decision says that it, he's being suspended for six regular season games, but the NFL has not. Like the NFL does not exclude playoff games in terms of what regular season means to them, which I thought was kind of weird. I'm like, well, regular season must mean something. Now I'm not. thinking of that Christmas Carol. It's like that's what Christmas means to me. <laughs> uh, so I did read that uh, whether or not, um, but at this point, no one's really thinking of how it would actually be applied because you know, yeah, I'm sure the scenario. I'm sure people are going through the various scenarios and seeing. Yeah, because it's week nine. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't start serving the suspension pretty soon, it mm-hmm. will certainly appears like it'll go into the playoffs. Now, maybe Dallas won't make the playoffs if they don't have him for the last six games. Yeah. I have not been watching the NFL. This has been well documented on this <laughs> podcast, so I'm not sure how integral he has been to their um, efforts. I think it depends on the game. Which is not surprising. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, so that's Zeke. Um, one of the are things... they are trying to appeal to the Supreme Court? Oh God, no, I don't think so. I mean, I really doubt the Supreme they wouldn't Court. Take cert on it no, anyway, they wouldn't right? take cert on it exactly. So uh, Jerry Jones said today, today November fifth, that the Cowboys have zero tolerance for domestic violence, which is a goddamn lie because they signed Greg Hardy after he had been convicted in at least at the trial court stage. Uh, beating the shit out of his then girlfriend, yeah. um, and then appears to have bought her off so that she would not participate in the, um, def- I guess, defending against the appeal that he lodged. Um, so the prosecution really had nowhere to go at yeah. that point. So. so I just thought that Jerry Jones's statement is laughable, as I find much of what Jerry Jones says these days laughable. Right. Um, you know what else I'm laughing at is that he owns 100 <laughs> Papa John's franchises, and Papa John's has lost like $70 million since um, before the NFL protests began, although he is trying to blame Papa John. I don't know what his actual last name is, but he's... Not fucking Italian, and he <laughs> stole that recipe. Please don't sue us for libel. <laughs> um, anyway, he uh, he's trying to argue that um, the f- decrease in sales is, is due to, to um, the protests, except that, again, he's been losing money since well before that, probably because mm-hmm. his pizza is not good. Um I know there was at least one sort of famous, uh, or well-known, famous is probably not the right word, alt-right journalist, which I say in quotes, who tweeted out yesterday that his rehearsal dinner was fueled by Papa Papa John's, and my first thought was, that is reason to abandon him at the altar. (laughs) Like, who, what is wrong with you? (sighs) Everybody's going to have an upset stomach at the wedding. It's just (laughs) not good for anyone. Um, in case anybody is curious as to what is happening to Greg Hardy, he is now an MMA fighter and won his first match in 32 seconds last night. Um, the Kraken's back. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and then, so, uh, slipping very quickly into our three-minute warning, because it's about more former Dallas Cowboy players, um, Anthony McClanahan was arrested for stabbing his wife to death, um... In Park City, Utah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this He was arrested yesterday 
when the incident happened on Thursday. Right. Um, so his wife was found in a Park City. His wife, Carrie Casey McClanahan, was found in a um, Park City motel um, with stab wounds to her throat. Um, excuse me, not did I say motel? I meant hotel. Um, <laughs> that should, I don't want it to sound super day class A. <laughs> um, so she had, again, yes, knife wounds to her throat. Her husband, Anthony McClanahan, former Dallas Cowboy, was identified as the prime suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they had a... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, they had a history of domestic violence, according to Casey McClanahan's sister. They'd been married since January. Um, she had, and his wife since then, had fled from him a few times. Um, she's returned to be with her family in Washington State, where she was from, but would ultimately go back to Anthony McClanahan in Arizona. Um, according to her sister, she was seeking, Casey McClanahan was seeking refuge in Utah. Um, she leaves behind two kids. Anthony McClanahan was recently arrested for kidnapping because he p- took his son from a school in Maricopa County, Arizona, where he lived. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have the right to take that child. He pled not guilty, as far as I understand, and that case has not gone to trial yet. He pled not guilty, and then he uh, blamed um, injuries received while playing football for his actions for sure. kidnapping his child. Okay. He's very smiling in his mugshot, which creeps me out. This is not an occasion to be, to be smiling, smiling about. No. Um so yeah, that's basically all the details that we have. Um, very sad. Two kids left without a yeah. mother. Um, at least one child whose father's in jail now. And um, not a lot of answers as to what the hell happened. What happened. Yes, so uh, he played for the Dallas Cowboys in 1993 and was released before the 94 season. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to bring him up for the three-minute warning is because he then signed and played for the Calgary Stampeders. I thought it was just the Calgary Stampede, but apparently it's the Stampeders. Oh, yeah, I guess the event is the Stampede. Stampede yeah. Um, for, for a few yeah. seasons, yeah. Um, and according to... Burke, aside from the fact that his mugshot picture is really freaky because he's smiling in it, um, he also looks like Wesley Snipes from Blade. Yes, yeah. No. It was Demolition Man where he had blonde hair. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. You're right. Demolition Man. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, yeah, because (laughs) Anthony McClanahan has bleached his hair, and apparently that's a look he's gone with for... Many, many years. Quite some time. Yes, if you look at pictures of him while playing for Calgary, his hair's blonde there, too. blonde hair. Um, So, yeah, that's a... That's an awful story. Um, (laughs) I don't know... Yeah, I don't know where it'll go from here. I guess he'll be... They... The... um, District Attorney in Summit County, which is where Park City, Utah is located, um, will apparently bring charges uh, against, I'm just going to say apparently in every single sentence (laughs) now, um, is going to bring charges early this week. Uh, So right now he's chilling in jail because it's the weekend, I guess. We could just um, start every podcast with like a blanket caveat about 
the things that we're going to be saying that they are allegations and nothing's been proven yet unless we say that a case has been resolved so then we don't have to keep continuing to cover our asses when we talk about these things i feel like the um when they used to do the view skit on snl with star jones and she would just say allegedly all the time and then also yell like i'm a lawyer <laughs> Um, I don't think that, I think apparently it was just maybe the one for this time around, because I don't think we do it that much, generally no. speaking, but, um, so, oh, apparently, <laughs> shit, on, this is actually not apparently, this is a real fact, true fact, he, uh, was in Salt Lake County Jail awaiting extradition to Arizona on the on kidnapping, kidnapping charges, charges. When he posted $150,000 bail and was released. And that's when he killed... Which seems weird because he was supposed to be extradited. So if they let him go, how would they ensure that he'd get back to Arizona? Uh, maybe... I'm like talking for... slowly because I'm thinking this through in my it's head as it's like... coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> forfeiture of the bond and all of that stuff. Yeah, and it doesn't say whether it was... He actually posted $150,000 cash bail or the $15,000 bond. Um, So Hmm. charges in the kidnapping case ask that a no bail warrant be issued for Anthony McClanahan, noting that he is a suspect in the Park City homicide and is believed to be a flight risk (laughs) and a danger to the community. Um, It seems like he's mostly hurting people that he knows, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. probably... Yes, a wise idea to keep him... Probably they should keep him in jail. From Um, the public, yes. I generally think our bail system is quite troubled in this country, but uh, this Mm -hmm. seems like a really prime example of somebody who should just remain incarcerated uh, until they can figure out what's going on. Um, Yeah, the whole Paul Manafort having three passports thing, I was like, why does he have three passports? And then Brendan explained to me circumstances by which you can have more than one passport. No one ever said they were all American passports, right? Or are they all? I think they are all U.S. passports. I so. just, it's really galling to me that somebody who has basically been, I mean, is conspiracy against the United States, is that treason? I know it sounds like treason, but I don't know if there's a separate criminal charge of treason. I think there might be a separate criminal charge of treason. Nonetheless, someone who can be charged with conspiracy against the United States gets to walk in to <laughs> a federal building to turn himself in and then gets to go home while he awaits trial, yet... If you're selling loose cigarettes on a street corner in Staten Island, you die. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's very troubling. And this is why the NFL players are kneeling. <laughs> Not because they hate the military. That's right. Oh. Um, so you have a update for us from Reality TV Stoop. Yes. So uh, the, well, first of all, Real Housewives of Atlanta is back tonight, <laughs> which is very exciting because it's, that is the jewel of the Real Housewives franchise. Also, one of the returning characters is a woman by the name of Kim Zolciak Bierman, who famously had a wig ripped off her head, um, which was amazing in an earlier season. But uh, for our purposes, more importantly, her husband is Croy Bierman, who used to play for the Atlanta Falcons. He does not play in the NFL anymore. Um, But that's not what I'm here to talk about. (laughs) Uh, The update I wanted to provide is with respect to Bethany Frankel, who is on Real Housewives of New York, and her... um, crazy ex-husband Jason Hoppy. He has taken a plea deal in the stalking case against him. Um, he was charged with harassment and stalking after threatening Bethany Frankel at their daughter's school. Um, he has uh, agreed to a plea deal 
um, and needs to comply with an order of protection that Frankel had um, issued against him. If he does so for six months, the charges will be dismissed. So um, I think the order of protection, my under, my recollection, there's not a lot of detail in the updated stories, but um, my recollection is that he just has to stay away from her, but doesn't limit his ability to see his daughter. Oh. Um, he just can't call her and send her mean text messages. And um, That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And at the, at the Real Housewives of New York reunion, these were not made public, but some of the women were talking about seeing like all of the text oh. messages that he sent her and... I don't actually think they're her friends, so I guess they wouldn't have. But maybe they have reason to lie to stick up for her. But um, they made it sound like it was completely it was, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it's not the way a normal person would speak to their ex-spouse. So um, that's that. He probably won't go to jail. He just has to comply with some pretty basic uh, rules around his interactions <laughs> with his ex-wife. And then he'll get the charges dismissed. Well, had he just, you know, adhered to some basic rules of, like, common decency beforehand, he wouldn't be in the situation. Right. Very true. Um, yeah, I don't. So I, I also watched, they had a, the two of them had a reality show right before they got married and then like their first year of marriage. And he seemed like a real nice guy. Uh, so yeah, it's very, it's really sad that this whole thing has collapsed and he turned into a complete goddamn lunatic who <laughs> tried to steal her money and her house and uh, just needs to get his own damn job and move on with his life. Fair enough. All right. So if you need to find us, um, feel free to email us at underfurtherreview.bg at gmail.com. We are open to your questions or comments, your feedback, and along those same lines, please feel free to rate us on iTunes. Um, if you, especially if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, we'd appreciate an email so we could fix that. Um, we if you have heard that it's hard to, there's something issue oh. with posting reviews. I've had at least two listeners who've told me they've had some challenges there, but we appreciate you trying. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. Keep trying, please. Yeah. Um, if you would like to visit our website where we have not blogged in a really long time, it is under further review dash bg.com. And if you're looking for fun updates from us on social media at Twitter and Instagram, we are at UFR underscore BG. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back with you next week with more adventures from the uh, sports celebrity and legal worlds. Thanks. Bye.